Welcome to another episode of the Classic Car Corner Podcast. Our guest this evening is owner of Gilbert Auto Detailing, and he is going to share his services and the processes your car will undergo given the detail package selected. But first, these words from our sponsor. Well, thank you, Jason. And uh, do you have any cars? Uh, just a few. A few of them. John <laughs> has a couple of them, and I know we all do. And today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, hybrid, electric, classics, diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With four convenient neighborhood locations, how can they be of service? And we love them. We think you'll love them, too. And tell them you heard about us, heard about them from the Classic Car Corner podcast. Amen to that. So I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. And we welcome Chris Gilbert. Chris, thanks for joining us here tonight. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So we're going to just start off with this question. What triggered your desire to start a professional auto detailing company? Um, it's, it's kind of funny, kind of a sad story. I, I had a really good job and a nice car, and I always went to car shows, and then I lost the good job and continued going to car shows. <laughs> gotcha. And I had a really nice, shiny car, and everybody was like, man, your car is so clean. And it was like, well, I have nothing else to do. And they were like, how much to do mine? And then that literally just turned into one thing to the next. Gotcha. To where I was on the phone with my dad one day saying, hey, I, I've got this car to do and this car to do, but then I need to get cleaned up for a job interview at 12. Could you do? I was asking to do something. And he was like, why are you going to a job interview if you've got this much work? <laughs> Sounds like you need to start a business. And that's how it started. Was my dad's idea. <laughs> I got you. I was Great. doing it out of necessity. So. I got you. Oh, nice. Well, that was a good decision. It's worked out. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's definitely been so what does fun. Gilbert Auto Detail specialize in? Um, so our specialty service, I guess, is just your everyday bread and butter. We offer a unique experience uh, from most other detail shops. Um, you can go online, book an appointment, drop your vehicle off, uh, never having met us. And most vehicles are within $15 of our advertised pricing online so having the published pricing and the ability to schedule your service and the the timeliness in which we return your car um, is really unique in the market um, you can either get a mobile detail or um, most businesses just don't offer that same day service like we do and uh, I would say 80% of our clients we don't meet for the first time now until after the service is done so they drop off in a drop box and it's just a really unique experience and it enables you to take control of your time, get a detail scheduled, and make it a really concise experience. Um, and, and do you drop the car off at the client's business or home, wherever, or uh, do they come back and pick up the we car? We can. Um, okay. We are insured to operate uh, clients' vehicles on the road. Um, just to mitigate liability, we try and get clients to us as much as possible. Um, for some of our smaller services, we will... Um, We'll do mobile. We'll offer mobile for some of our smaller services, but usually the level of service that we're providing, we like to get it to the shop, and then from there we'll give you a ride after you drop it and come get you. If it's absolutely required, we'll we'll operate a client's vehicle, but like I said, I just try and it, it, keep that as limited as possible for a liability standpoint. Now you speak about all the different packages that you offer. How many do you have, and of all those packages, what would you say is the most popular? And I'm sure they're all popular, but what would you say are the most frequently purchased? Well, so definitely our complete detail package um, is the most popular, most frequently purchased. Um, we we 
looked at the market and uh, did things a little different. So you can either get the inside done, the outside done, or both. That's where our service level starts. It's either it's done right or we just don't touch it. Um, we actually talked with Jason about doing some stuff for some dealership turnover work, and we would love to do it just with the labor market right now. We can't keep, like, we just can't service all levels. At the, at the, de- at the level that you perform mm-hmm. at, it's, you just need more people to be yeah, able to accomplish well, that. To too. be able to do anything more. So that's actually one of the reasons we moved locations recently. Was oh, wow. We, we upsized, but um, we've got a bigger shop. I own the building now and stuff, but we got rid of the nice retail road frontage that we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, just with nobody wanting to work, I stay about we stay about two weeks booked out on, on average. Um, and it, it just is too hard to pay somebody else all the money to... <laughs> Right. Well, and you're, I mean, how, so you're set up for growth. Mm-hmm. You have all the business. Mm-hmm. And if you can just get the people in yeah, to 100%. work for you and learn the craft, um, or are you looking for skilled people, skilled people, or is it just you, it's something that you could train somebody that's interested in actually doing this? Yeah, 100%. What, what blows my mind is last year, we tried really aggressively. I had an air-conditioned retail road front like shop. So it's hot outside, and I couldn't steal people from dealerships. Like, you know, the, the, the detail wow. bays in dealerships are usually hot, steamy, you know, not air conditioned. And we couldn't go get a kid that was making $12 an hour and say, like, I'll have you making 15 in 30 days if you're good and get reliable people to. And we're working nine to five. Just simple banker's hours. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I would go. keep with it, keep, keep maintaining that because somebody, hopefully, it's just the right person hasn't come along and then the right people will come along it's like hey yeah we're, we're hoping the storm mm-hmm. will hit all of a sudden one day <laughs> we we do things a little different than the wisdom says in the market to you know how detail works like i right. said we most people say you can't price a car unless you see it and i've just done it long enough that you know most people will tell you if it's really bad like all my kids and this that the other when you and mm-hmm. so it makes it easy to me it's like okay we'll call you before we get started after you drop it off. There's a $50 charge for most vehicles for excess dirt. It's, it makes it simple. It, it, the only time that we really have to charge like for that kind of stuff is, and people know, if I have to get a garbage bag out and just start filling it up, that that's just when it's just kind of like, we need to have a talk before we get going. Cause <laughs> right, right. Well, because I've seen, I've seen videos of people that do that work. and Usually they aren't our clients right in the first okay. place but some, sometimes it happens as a referral and it's you know we just kill them with kindness and <laughs> do people usually drop off cars with just like okay here it is and there's still coats bags yeah, all toys the time. all the time really um it, it, it's part of the service that we just pull stuff out and put really? it back see as, I, as we can i could i mean i'd take the, my car to uh springdale automotive <laughs> and i Almost start, you know, wiping down the dash. I'm like, I don't even think I actually live in this thing. I think think with us, part of it is it's right now it's just my wife and I and every customer that we have. It feels really comfortable with the business and stuff, the way that we market. And a lot of our business is referral. Like, I post on social media, but I don't do any actual advertising as far as, like, spending money on Facebook or Google or any of the big places. We do mailers to our repeat clients. And I just – it's a better – symbionts for the type of business we run at the end of the day it's a cleaning company so like coit stanley high quality maids we're really in the same market uh marketing so to speak as though they are so it it it, yeah you got the trust is what it's built off of essentially i guess right well if the car market doesn't start picking up i might come join you so just to let you know (laughs) 
Hey, I'm hoping to have air conditioning if there is one. There you go. So, Jason sounds like Jason needs to push more of that undercoat. That's coming up, Mr. Lockhart. That's coming up. Jason loves the undercoat. That's right. He sold you. How many gallons did he sell you for the truck? He sold me five gallons. That's pretty good. It took him two minutes to put it on. Yeah. And you know what? The kids' college tuition's paid for, so thank there you. you go. You're very welcome. <laughs> right. There you go. All right. So take us through the processes of your services. <laughs> yeah. So let's do our complete detail package. Um, so that includes interior and exterior. Interior. Headliner to floorboard. Every accessible surface is clean, sanitized, and restored to be as light new as possible. Carpet and upholstery are shampooed as needed. All the plastics, leather, and vinyl get a conditioner applied to them. On the outside of the vehicle, we do a, a hand wash, um, followed by what we call a paint decontamination. Um, that's using a clay bar and a strong alkaline soap to break down any of the embedded contaminants that get in the tiny cracks of modern vehicle clear coats. So a lot of people call that spider webs or swell marks. We get the vehicle actually clean and get all the gunk out of there so that when you rub your hand on it, it feels like glass, like super mm -hmm. smooth. And then when we apply our sealant to the paint, it's actually applying directly to the paint. And that, for most vehicles, lasts for 90 days. Um, when we torture test it, the only thing that kills it faster than 90 days is if you just go park it underneath the sap tree, which nothing outlasts sap when it starts no. sticking. So <laughs> I don't care what they tell you. The diners, are, <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park happened because of sap. <laughs> okay? <laughs> sap is dangerous. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on the severity of the detail and the size of the car, Roughly, how long does it take for a full detail service? Now, let me preface this. My wife cleans her car about, well, in the odd years. So <laughs> coming up, um, the inside of her car, I mean, every time I, when I take it to get gas, I have to take her old coffee cups out, you know, the French fries that are sitting on the floorboard mm -hmm. uh, that she never eats, but <laughs> right. she tells me anyway. For the kids, we have kids, you know, we have a dog that rides in the very back of the car, so there's not a lot of dog hair on the seats and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. uh, the back, you know, it's just, it's a family truckster, you know, the grocery <laughs> getter, and yep. when every time we travel, it's just, it's a dirty... I, I won't say it's like nasty dirty, but it's it's a dirty car that just doesn't get clean cluttered um often. I mean, I should run it through the car wash every month. I mean, do we need to compare but, wife's cars right now? Is that no, what we're going to do? I win, I guarantee it. Uh, I will mm, win, I guarantee it. So works. not to scare you off, but say <laughs> no, say, you know, the 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 minivan that has yeah. three kids, you know, under 5. That's mm -hmm. what our um published prices are built for okay. the, the person that's like you know what i've got to get the car cleaned it's just to go online schedule it make it easy get it done um people identify if it's really 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 bad so some of the areas where we would have to have like a custom price that that wouldn't fit into is if like we need to pull seats pull carpets gotcha stuff that is a really more in-depth where we're gonna have to turn bolts or something that we can't train somebody to to do it in the same day so you can clean any car inside, outside, top to bottom in a day. The biggest factor is in the wintertime, sometimes we have to hold that vehicle overnight because of the amount of moisture that we add. Mm. We need to keep it in the garage where we can keep the, 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 the heat up, but the humidity right. de, or, uh, extracting, so to speak. We want to mm -hmm. keep the dehumidifier running on it. Um, we, most services are same day uh, for the base, basic detail services. When you get into some of what, like the classic car stuff, 
uh, orients. That's not something that anybody in the classic world is going to tell you that's like been around it for a minute. Nothing happens fast. Nothing the same day. You can't drop it off to a shop even and get parts within two right. weeks anymore. So um, we actually have a car at the shop now that we're doing uh, like a concierge service for. We're, they bought it. It wasn't in great shape. They gave us a budget to take and work with a mechanic shop we trust and make it look as good as they can to be able to enjoy it. They're just not car people. So gotcha. Um, they bought it for hanging out with their buddies, not for the labor of love, so to speak. So, Oh, that's brilliant. I mean, to have that kind of a service here in town, I mean, you always see, again, you see all these other videos of people that have these different services in other states, but to have that here locally, this is, we're glad you're here tonight. Thank you. Uh, so speaking of paint correction, gloss enhancement, swirl remover, spider webs, crow's yeah. feet, uh, dolphins, donkeys, and all the monkey. There's all these terms that are unfamiliar to a lot of us. Uh, what What is it? What are the things that we hear about in paint correction? And Yeah, so they all describe something that's very similar but different at the same time, and it's scratches in the paint and removing them. That's what each one of them individually kind of refers to maybe a different level of that. So the swirl remover is something that, like, Meguiar's, you go into the AutoZone store and you've seen forever. Um, that's that's something that when paint was originally designed, you've got single-stage paints that you, you rub on the top of it with wax. Uh, a lot of times it has a little bit of grit in it, a cleaner wax will. Mm -hmm. And you're actually exposing fresh paint underneath, and that's why it looks so good and shiny. Um, modern paint has clear coat, and it's super, super hard. Uh, so over time, it absorbs little micro abrasions scratches a lot of people say that car washes induce the the lines the spider webs so to speak um when we perform a paint correction what we do is we're actually removing um oh let's say there's a hundred microns on the top this is just general numbers mm -hmm. let's say there's a hundred microns on the top surface of the the car and paint the top 30 is clear coat we're removing the top five or six just to to, to give it uh, a, a more refined, smooth texture so that when light hits it, it doesn't show all those blemishes, which just makes it look glossier. Um, we advise most people to stay away from doing the, like, I want the car perfect paint corrections. Uh, you run to where you're just pushing and pushing and pushing, and that will run out of clear coat, and it will shorten life at some point of the vehicle's clear coat. Mm -hmm. Doing a paint correction on a vehicle the first time isn't going to do that. Um, but if you, we've got clients that we've had to just say, like, we can't keep correcting this like you want every year. It's just, it, it it's going to be bad for us and for you in the long run. Because so. at a certain point, you get down to a level to where, okay, you're repainting the car. Yeah, well, and so that's or, something that uh, with the level of correction that you can get now, uh, in the past five years, just about everything in the detailing industry has just evolved with mm -hmm. how fast you can correct cars, the types of compounds and how much they'll cut, the machines and how hard they'll grab. Um, so one of the things that's actually going to be a phenomenon here in the next couple of years is there's going to be detailers that are going to cut too much too hard and you're going to see cars that are going to have to get painted because of my so, end of the industry and that's going to be from people that just lack so experience. i have to ask you did some some math here earlier and you're obviously you're talking about minimal measurements is there a special tool that tells you yes uh the depth of the clear coat and what's left and things like that or can you read uh, how deep a, a micro abrasion is they make paint depth gauges um typically they give you an idea they're not perfect of how much paint's there the best way to use one of those is to compare the panels 
and you want similar readings not okay. not you're not necessarily using that to say like oh this is how much paint's left you can you can identify if this panel gets a super different reading than this panel it's either been repainted or corrected really heavily and you know that you need to be cautious okay so you use it as kind of like a law of averages or gotcha mm -hmm. interesting Let's take a quick moment and ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. We're speaking with Chris Gilbert. And are some of the things that we were describing here, like spider webs and crow's feet or different things, what things are in the clear coat? And are some of those things that are actually under the clear coat that's, that are paint issues? that you couldn't correct that's like yes so um on modern vehicles like if you've got a new vehicle it's it's pretty rare that you're gonna get like something in the paint like if we're talking factory finish so that's more of an like older car yeah yeah okay definitely. um well repainted cars and classic cars okay it's more of uh you'll see wet sanding marks uh where you have a, a repaint on something and it's 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 an insurance job you know mm. so they're paying fifty dollars an hour flat rate um that but if the job is done well from the factory, which we assume that every vehicle when it's brought to us, if the client doesn't know, is new. We, mm -hmm. we know that through experience, there's probably areas that may not be. But every car over its life gets, I mean, a bumper repainted, and it's not a big deal. Like it, Some people right. think that it's a big detriment, but a quality respray is, is fine. It's just part of owning a modern vehicle. You know? And so. your technology that you have that you check before you do your uh, you were just mentioning about you have the gauges that you can check and say did you know that uh, this left corner and see okay yeah with your eye you can see <clears throat> differences in the paint texture once you've done it long enough we had an m3 come in the other day and he, he it's kind of funny modern car issue under the clear coat um first thing that he asked about was this mark and i said i think this hood's been re resprayed and we just started looking at it and i showed him how to identify the orange peel, which everybody's heard that term. It literally, if you look at about a 45 degree angle on the surface of an automobile with, mm -hmm. you're looking at light reflection at a 45 degree angle or so, you'll see what looks like the texture of an orange in a lot of modern paints. And you go and look at the hood on that with the same angle is there's no texture. So it indicates it's been repainted, even though the, the flake is the same BMW doesn't have, orange peel in one spot and not in another they don't you know it's not like a 90s miata where the texture just becomes <laughs> the, it, you know the 90s miatas were like rock guard at the very bottom mm -hmm. the, yeah they the, had that, that that whole little yeah. crunchy bit right there in the uh, bottom so there there is a definite uh there are things that are under the paint that aren't fixable okay but most of the i mean most of the time we are the ones unfortunately to show those issues to clients they don't know about them. <laughs> so. Yep. That's right. <laughs> so <clears throat> these guys give me grief about undercoating. Okay. Praise. Which I don't which I don't sell, but honestly, I believe he, in it. He claims he doesn't sell, <laughs> yeah, right. but he sold me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion of undercoating and do you apply it at your place? We've applied it for clients on special request in the past. Um I think it's Pore 15 is like the name brand that is undercoat that is commonly referred or used now. Um, undercoat got a bad name from like the 70s with the stuff that they did in Jersey with undercoating there. There was like lawsuits and all kinds of stuff, if I remember correctly, from the 70s and 80s undercoat stuff. I, I don't think that anything that's applied in undercoat is like that now. 
we we got a car in once that was an actual all original uh, Firebird, um, and I had to scrape some of that undercoat out of the wheel wells. And I mean, it, it it the only thing I could describe it is is like is almost like tar off of rubber that's been mm-hmm. burnt in a really mm-hmm. nasty wheel well. Like yep. it just it was it was a really tough job, steam and a scraper, and gotcha. just burning your hand. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So are you gonna? compensate for that if i have to get that done uh, too, i guess uh, so all yeah. right thank so, you yeah, if you're, thank if you're, you for that insight chris and the legal where we go help keith pointers listening uh, <laughs> yeah all right all right it'll help you know prevent rust from happening but it's not nothing if you're worried like you're going to be utilizing something like that, that that you're really concerned about that like on a salt truck or something like that a plow mm. truck it's not going to prevent it it might prolong but it won't stop it because it's a metal truck it's still going to find seep waste right in and moisture it's and just a slow down yeah, slow down the yeah. process on oh, really slowing down the visibleness mm-hmm. of the process it's it's happening you just won't be able to see it and that's that what it's all about <laughs> peace of mind the less yeah. you see as we get older exist. that's kind of our we're, we're feeling that our undercoating's kind of wearing oh, off as each year comes comes due so <laughs> Let's talk about wax and sealants. What do they do for your paint? Good and bad? Um, well, I mean, they're all good, technically. I don't know that there's any... Can it be bad for a paint job? Too much uh, wax or too much sealant? Or constantly uh, waxing your car? Uh, or constantly? Uh, uh, if you're using like really bad methods that are marring or leaving blemishes on the paint, mm-hmm. I guess it could. If you're using proper materials and proper everything you shouldn't be able to like over wax or over seal your car um just understanding what they are is kind of the the basis of uh how to pick what even to use uh wax is derived from a tree bark um i can't remember the name of the tree right now but i'm not a chemist or a scientist i'm a detailer well i i I always hear i don't know if it's called a carnuba tree though i'm not i just don't remember but it is, it's it's derived from a tree, and okay. then that that's what they had when they first came up with the paint systems and stuff, that they found would prolong the time that it would keep the paint from going chalky. They found that that was one thing that you could apply, and it became like a labor of love. It was a thing like on classic, really old cars that are single-stage paint, you'd have to go out twice a year and wax it, or else it would look off-white you know Mm -hmm. instead of white because it would chalk up and turn Mm -hmm. that kind of like milky red Mm -hmm. so um sealants came out as a result of uh manufacturers trying a way to make more money instead of paying for that tree uh derivative that tree extract um so sealants are just man-made versions that do the same thing that wax does Mm. in a lot of ways a lot of sealants will actually outperform car wax um if you put wax on a car on a nice hot sunny day it, it five hours later just sitting in the sun the wax is all evaporated off like it'll feel like it's there and stuff but literally like they've done tests and it just doesn't hold up to temperature so that's where sealants have a big advantage is they come in and they actually don't just evaporate off once you apply them interesting um, so then from there, there you, go. you go up to the coatings and Ceramic is a buzzword. I think this is actually kind of funny. My fiance pointed this out to my wife now. She pointed it out to me when she was my fiance. She's like, what is it with you car guys and ceramic? Everything is ceramic. Like brakes. What is the paint now is ceramic? 
And uh, there were there were four other things at the time that were being just marketed as ceramic, ceramic. So ceramic just literally means man-made. It means artificial. So coatings themselves, they're typically three different subderivatives. It's either silicone, titanium, or um, and I'm having a brain fart now. I can't remember what the third one is. But they're super hard. They're delivered with a carrier solvent. And in place of like a wax or a sealant, um, the ceramic coating is the easiest way to think of it is like a secondary clear coat. Um, and then not all of the ceramic coatings are made evenly, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of them now that are DIY on the market, name brand being Meguiar's. They released one last year that is one of the easiest things to apply and it's absolutely like um uh, you can get it actually like all the auto zones now and if you're wanting to do it yourself that Mm -hmm. is yeah and you're curious about coatings that's the one to try do you have a question no No? okay (laughs) all right well i'm gonna go because you answered our ceramic what do you pause let me i do have a question did you apply the ceramic coatings different than you would a sealant yes. or a wax yes um the coatings require a very different prep process um the coatings require some of the paint correction service that we talked about earlier for a really good consistent application you want the smoothest most consistent surface possible so that the chemical can adhese itself evenly um the hardest part about applying most coatings, especially in the consumer area, is the lighting that's required. You need to have high light, low light, and indirect light to be able to see high spots and low spots in a coating. Um, it, you apply it in a crosshatch, so it's an H, and then the other direction mm-hmm. you change it. You just go back and forth. So that leaves marks up and up, you know, you're putting layers on, so to speak. And as you go to remove a coating, if you can't see uh, uh, all of the different levels of light, you'll go out in a parking lot at 11 o'clock at night and the LEDs shining above will reflect off of the floor and you'll be like, oh man. And <laughs> so that's that's the hardest part in my opinion about doing the coatings is having the proper lighting and then the prep work that goes into them is it, what makes them uh, really last in the long run. And prep work's everything and, and everything you do. So. Right. I did have a question. I did have a question about wax. I forgot about it, but I'll, whenever I've grown up, I've always seen people that say, you know, I put on, I put a wax the car, or I put two coats on, I put three coats on, I put four coats of wax on. Real is re- really. Let's just settle it here. Is is one coat pretty much it, or, or going back and putting on multiple coats better? Well, I mean, you could use different products and get more gloss or get a different, you know. Okay. Um, there's so many ways that, that uh, yes and no, I guess would be the answer to that. I'd like to keep it simple. Um, there, I, guess, I don't know if it was like, okay, I wax a car. Now I did it again. It's like, well, you're basically just, it, would there be any benefit to that? Or is it just, you're just occupying some time or. Um, you could seal a car and then apply a wax on top. And mm-hmm. the so, I mean. You know, wax acts as a filler in a lot of applications. Most wax that you go buy, just like AutoZone, is a cleaner wax. Mm-hmm. Um, so your swirl marks and stuff, it's going to kind of glaze it as you apply. It's going to fill those in. And then over the next two weeks, as you wash it, you'll see them 
coming back. Slowly return as that filler goes away. You also notice that typically that like glossiness goes away after the first time it rains or the mm -hmm. first time you leave it outside. And people usually think that it's like pollen buildup on it. But that, like I was saying, is like where wax just it doesn't hold up to the elements whatsoever. So it's a car show thing. Okay. It's a temporary thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, like a car wash, you know, it's temporary till you know, the next few days or the weather. Yep. See, I thought growing up, car wax was more of a, like, twice, like a two, shell. three times a year, and you're good to go. Right, yeah. So, That's what I thought, too. No, it's definitely right. Um, so, quick question here. So, obviously, for us do-it-yourself guys, you know, grabbing a Bud Light, turning on the Eagles, kind of fun. Get outside, get your polishing rag. But there's a difference between doing it pro and doing it yourself. What would you say is the primary difference besides the skill set? And we do it wrong. Yeah, well, yeah. Labor of love. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, I, I love going to car shows, and I don't like, like telling people at car shows like what I see. Because it's a curse when you learn to look at things the way that I do. Um, so it's really your preference. DIY is how I got started. DIY is like the passion part of you know owning a car um if you're going to have a large collection of classic cars there are going to be portions of the detailing that you might really enjoy and portions that you hate um you can pick that's the great thing um we offer services that kind of cater to whatever you're looking for if you just need your wife's car cleaned up we can absolutely do that that's what we cut our teeth on like i said the bread and butter is the right. daily driver um, one thing that most people don't realize is the average car that people drive every day is worth more than the, the, the car guy's toy. If you just do the math on it, the average person's like toy is worth 30, 40,000. The daily driver is 60,000 now. It's like just in what we see, like mm -hmm. it's just, it That's kind true. of blows your mind if you really look at the numbers on it. So the wife's car is probably worth more than the toy in a lot of instances. There's obviously exceptions to the rule, but, um, we cater to the average person as a business. That's kind of how a business is work. Gotcha. So. <laughs> well, that's a good point you mentioned, having that eye, being able to look out there and see. You know, I see it a little differently than most people. Jason does appraisals, and we were at a, a car event a couple of years ago, and we're walking around with him. He goes, okay, you see that over there? Okay, that's actually what that that, that Camaro is not actually a super sport. It's probably an RS. <laughs> but it's here's and, and I'm like, how do that's you know right. that? He's like, well... They did a really good job, except the paint stripe isn't right there. It would have been over here, and it's a little too far up. And then if you look at the side, the little SS, those are actually trunk lid SSs, and they're too far apart. So the ones that would have gone on there would have been smaller and closer together. I'm like, I, wow. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's just having that eye of when yeah. he's like, that looks, and, and, but Jason's like, that's a really good looking car. Oh, sure it was. Yeah. It's not and accurate ish. Yeah, but it's a really cool looking car. They put a lot of work into it. To right. say that at a car show, you've got to come to the side and like kind of put yeah. your hand up, right. make sure nobody hears you because exactly. the owner might be right there. Right. Yeah, it's it's a curse. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Seeing everything like and that's, that, and and not having that knowledge, it's cool to walk around with you guys because I'm like, okay, what do you guys see on this thing mm -hmm. that I'm not seeing? Because I don't I don't have the knowledge of like the SS on the Superbird specifically. Like yeah, you would, I'd, I'd probably know more '90s car stuff than my. Oh uh, right, yeah, yeah. You want to talk rabbits? Stuff. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I mean, you can talk Scirocco. I, I remember, stuff. I remember because we were all there together, yeah. and when Jason picked that out, and you know, you do notice the the SS was you know 
more than average distance apart. apart. Mm -hmm. So it it almost did look out of out of place. So mm -hmm. it really caught your eye. Yep. Yep. So for those that hardly have any time, like me, um, I use those automated car washes a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll run my truck through. Um, mics or something like that mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes i'll pull into the bay and use the big pressure wash hoses um how can you really screw your car up uh if you <laughs> just so really really get those pressure washers going especially uh, especially on the engine you know the, they got the ooh. engine cleaner that you know people want to do and keep it all I, when we do an engine bay we do everything with spray bottles and compressed air so an air air compressor not like a can of like mm -hmm. the computer cleaner <laughs> right, right, right. Um, it, it takes a while to do it yeah, engine. you gotta have four or five cans <laughs> right no wonder it's so expensive i used a whole case of this and then office we bought, depot compressed uh, air and then right. we bought an air compressor and it, these things we, get done really quick we use an air compressor um and spray bottles because we want to control the moisture and just use brushes okay. um i would never on a modern car because all the computer systems and electronics in there like you know an old car you go and Start it up, let it come to temp, and blast it while it was running. And like that's literally how people taught people to clean engine bays. And then all the electronics get put in the engine bays and stuff. And like mm -hmm. it's just you can't. A lot of people do, and I've seen a lot of sketchy. But I would not recommend doing an engine bay like that. Um, the worst, the, the way to think about a car wash. So I give a shout out to some friends I know. Uh, Thomas Car Wash and Prestige Car Wash owners, both personally, they maintain their equipment like really, really well. Do uh, uh, car washes are a necessary evil as a car person is the thing to say. So, the times to avoid an automatic car wash, you see a big log line the first day the sun's out after it rains or snows and stuff. Personally, I would avoid it that day because if you think about the way that you know. Just if you had a sponge on the ground and you washed a car before it and you just kept it. Right. Um, same thing with the bay. If you're going to go and use the pressure washer and the brushes yourself and do it, uh, the worst thing that you could do is probably use that foaming brush on your paint. Um, you could clean it off as good as you want. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's a necessary evil. you got a farm truck. Sometimes you just need to do it. It's not going right. to hurt the farm truck. They're not necessarily designed for people with show cars to take and to, to utilize. Either. Right. So, it, you know, understanding the place that they fit in the market is kind of crucial. Um, but for what you're describing, where you're just trying to get it clean really quick, there's probably nothing wrong with it. If it's not a show car, it's not something you've obsessed over the paint. Like, Right. You're not going to take your 911 through uh, <laughs> right. the corner car wash. Right. Yeah. Well, you'll notice no. if your sunroof leaks real quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Uh, just, just saying. Now, for after they after a customer comes to you and they get their car detailed and, and, and they're going between maintenance periods, what are products that you tell your customers, okay, between services, here's what I, you recommend for them to use between details? Um, the only people that really ask that are the coding customers. Um, the people that just want to detail just want to get it clean. So our coding clients, um, what we tell them is just car soap, just car wash soap. You don't want anything that says it's got a wax, a sealant, anything like that in it. Um, I coated my truck. I corrected and coated it in mid-December, and it hasn't been washed still. It's covered in pollen, and if you go and rub your hand on it right now, it'll, it feels like better than a car that was just waxed. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing you need to do is just keep it clean, get, get, keep the pollen off of it, keep the bug guts off of it. So Meguiar's gold class is like 12, well, pre-COVID. 
before everything went crazy <laughs> right. and all the prices were messed mm-hmm. up. It was like $12 for what would last most people almost a lifetime. Because when I was a kid, you know, my dad bought the gold class. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 all through high school, I used that same bottle. <laughs> it never, it never ran it out. It never ran out. I don't know how. So. <laughs> dad, did you get a new one? <laughs> no. Yeah, same one. Okay. Or they come out and go, why'd you put that much in there? You don't need to put that. Yeah, much in no, there. that was it. That I remember <laughs> that was like, there's too many suds. You're doing it wrong. Like that was. <laughs> now, how about the interior? What are some things that that for the inside that will work out? Because I know that's usually the part that uh, we live in the most. Uh, without mentioning a like name brand, uh, what I'll say is, if it comes in a white format, don't rub that on your interior. Oh, um, white format. Those Got it. Yep. the, the McGuire's brand is okay, but there are others where they're literally designed as it wears off to leave a residue so that you're continually applying it so that it looks good um it's a really high sheen it's a really popular product on the market and we see a lot of people like why does it do this so if it my advice is if it comes in a wipe don't rub it on your interior (laughs) right very good very good so a few more questions here for you i guess obviously we need to ask where you're located uh, we actually just moved. We're in Crestwood now. Um, so it's 7009 West State Highway 22, Crestwood, Kentucky, 40014. Okay. Um, we do everything by appointment. Um, so that's just to make sure that we get our clients' vehicles back in a timely fashion. Uh, we like to schedule appointments. You can actually go and schedule your own appointment online. Uh, if you wanted to do an estimate on something, depending on what we're doing with the vehicle um we can do estimates uh, at your location if it's just going to be kind of like a standard job and you just uh, want to go over the process or something if it's something where we're going to be really getting into the vehicle uh, uh like there's a video on our youtube channel um we're offering pre-purchase inspections and that led to a larger bit of work and you can watch the whole process where we're kind of guiding a client through uh, I'll call it reconditioning. We're not doing a frame off restoration of the car, but we're getting it to be as nice as they can within their budget and, mm-hmm. and making it hopefully to where they can get out from under it, so to speak. That's gotcha. nice. The, nice. the car guy thing. Right, right. Oh, so you. if Jason wants to make up to me for selling that phony <laughs> uh, undercoat, um, are there gift cards available or do you offer yeah. gift cards? Yeah, you can actually order gift cards on our website. Um uh, you can schedule your appointment online. It's gilbertautodetail.com. Um, it's really simple, gilbertautodetail.com. We've got published pricing. You can schedule gift cards. You can sign up on our website for, oh, gosh, we do coupons and specials to our email subscribers all the time. Um, uh, our website, we get compliments on all the time. It's got videos of our process if you're curious about how we do anything. Um, there's a nice video that shows the entire interior detail process, like from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we do the same with paint correction. Like it, we just really tried to make it a, uh, friendly consumer forward facing uh, detail shop. It's yeah. Nice. Now, uh, my final two questions for you is this. So you're around all these cars, you're around everything that's new, used, old. Is there any one car out there that you're like, after after doing a detail on it, getting climbing all over it, that you're like, I really want one of these. Is there any one, or maybe a, a top three that? Well, that was the, the question was like, I just want a warehouse of them, really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, like, who doesn't? All right, isn't that the dream? Right. Like, I got I got so many, I had to buy a building just for my cars. <laughs> um, 
uh, lately, and this changes over time. Oh, sure. I went through like a Lamborghini phase. Mm -hmm. Uh, Porsche's where I'm at now. I want like a 993. I really like the 993. Um, I think a big part of it is like all the owners are just very nice and classy people. Mm -hmm. Um, I spent part of a winter in Florida detailing Lamborghinis as well. And like the culture and Fort Lauderdale, Florida is just very different than here. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, uh, may have influenced my thinking on the Lamborghini in some, uh, there's a really nice McLaren here in town that I have not gotten to like drive or be around much that I'd like to check out too. Mm -hmm. I think, is it a, it's the Senna, isn't it? Is that the one that uh, was at cars and commons last year? I, don't I can't remember. remember, I can't remember. Which which uh, five? What color? Five seventy. Might have been a five seventy. Yeah. yeah, the sprinklers went off on it, and I got <laughs> drying. Tiles I remember on. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were putting yeah. buckets over. Yeah, there. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Got some drying <laughs> tiles. You have to work <laughs> on that next year, which I'm pretty sure they will. I'm who's, sure. Whose is this? I'm gonna dry <laughs> it off at like permission. <laughs> Are there any cars that you've been on? And uh, before I ask my final question, that I've asked everybody that's been a, a guest on here, is there any car that you've been into that? That kind of surprise you went, you know, I this it's nice. I wouldn't really think anything other other than you know it's it's a job, but I kind of like this. That you're that initially you're like, I I never would have thought I would have liked this, but now that I've been all over it, I might want one of these. Um, there's quite a few vehicles like that. It's yeah. actually the opposite that surprises you. It's the ones that you're like, after having this, it's a complete piece of. And I, you know, like it's it's more amazing what I don't want after. Okay, no, we want to we want to hear about that. <laughs> right. We want to hear about that because that's that's. Um, <laughs> you, you don't have to say it right now. Okay. We'll, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk after. <laughs> I but like I think it. it's really alienate really cool. some clients really fast. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know what? It's we definitely car. don't want to do that. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean that's their car, their baby. I mean, there's cars that I know from. Most of us are between or all well over six feet. And there's cars that we love, and we get in it, and it's like, well, that would never work. I, I, the uh, what was it? The Pontiac Saturn View Solstice. Oh yeah, yeah, little sky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sit in that thing, sky. Mm -hmm. I sit in that thing, and my eyes are <laughs> over the uh, windscreen. Right, right, right. At the lowest setting, this thing all the way back. <laughs> right. Seat crank forward so the seat can go recline as far back. I'm still looking over the windscreen, like, all right, that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that's fun. So. Uh, it, uh, one that really impresses me that I, we've had in, and this is, I'm also like, I'm going through a phase where any vehicle that I purchase or want, I really want my significant other to also like want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. So uh, we had a client recently that brought a 230, I think it's a 230 SL, like a 78, 76, something like that. And the build quality on it was just so through the roof. Just so, like, I mean, it's a tank almost. Solid. Solid and the smell. I don't know. It's just a weird, mm -hmm. like, because we, we did some pretty in-depth work on it and took some panels apart and, like, remediated the originals. But literally, like, as part of that, you're going through and, like, just the 70s, mm -hmm. the way they smell is just a big part of working on them. So. Do you notice, <laughs> and we've talked about this before, that certain cars, it's like Mercedes, they smell like Mercedes. Or a Volkswagen. Well, like they have periods bug. too, right. like like Mercedes seventies, like Mercedes smell like seventies Mercedes. Nineties mm -hmm. Volkswagen smell like nineties Volkswagen. Yes, right. <laughs> Crayola crayon. Yes, right. yeah, that's right. That's my, right. My Touareg smells like my rabbit. I mean, there's a certain thing about it that you get like the Oldsmobile. Mm -hmm. Right. His eighty four Delta eighty eight smells just like his eighty four Delta eighty eight and 
I-84, Delta 88. Goofy story. DeLoreans seem to have like a smell too because the aluminum. They mm-hmm. have like mm-hmm. a, you know what I mean? Like a, when you're around those. I've never worked on one like for the business, but I've been around, I've done goof off with yeah. friends work on one. So That's cool. <laughs> So now, back when back a long time ago, when you got your driver's license, what car did you take your driver's test in? Um, oh gosh, I think it was a '97 Mercury Villager. Oh, nice. like a, the green machine, All you know, right. the like moms <laughs> get the kids to school van. Right, the mm-hmm. loser cruisers are called. Yeah. Right, <laughs> it, it was uh when we went to Gatlinburg, Florida. I remember, or not Gatlinburg, Tennessee, as a kid. I remember being in the mountains and that thing with the kids loaded down in the luggage in it, you'd put it to the floor and it would just barely yeah. <laughs> pull right. up some of those mountain hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the truck lane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, no doubt. That, that was what awesome. I did my test on. That is our first villager. There you go. Nice. That's right. That's <laughs> right. I, love it. I, I had uh, a truck and another, like, I. I pulled into the driveway at like 15 with a jeep grand wagoneer that i bought for 400 bucks and the ultimate when it used to be ultimate parking lot in lagrange and my mom was just like oh hell no <laughs> <laughs> so that was that uh, i got in trouble for that but i was like it's there a good go. deal that's Come right on. that's right absolutely <laughs> well chris any any last minute shout outs before you wrap this up no, just thank you guys so much for having me on. If you're curious about us, you can find us at gilbertautodetail.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, all of the social medias, all the mainstream ones at least. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can book your own appointment online. We have published pricing, which is really unique for our industry. And we just thank you guys again for having us on. Um, like to give a shout out to the Burnham Car Club while I'm here. Um, that's how we all met. And yep, that's I'm right. Doing a little consulting for them, trying to help them uh, blow up, so to speak, because Louisville really needs an environment and a space like what they're trying to cultivate. Yep, so. that's right. Yep, it's a great atmosphere. Absolutely. It yeah, is. yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff in there too. Now. And for our listeners, remember to check out our website theclassiccarcorner.com if you are looking to get your classic car appraised or need any pre-purchase inspections on any old car of interest i'd welcome the opportunity to help you my contact information is jason at gdherring.com remember to check out autobiotags.com every car has a story be sure to tell yours and if you are looking for classic car storage look no further than the burnham car club you can check them out at burnhamcarclub.com If you're collecting parts or looking to collect parts for old cars, uh, check out CPX at CollectorPartExchange.com. And thank you for listening and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.